Good evening. I bid thee welcome once again. On this eve we once more embark upon a path less travelled, delving into peculiar readings. The tale we present hails from a distant source, yet its echoes have reached our ears ere this. It is none other than the venerable chronicle of Kavzar. Yes, yes, I understand thy reservations, for it is a fable woven for the tender minds of youth, crafted to lull the disobedient into a slumber of fear. However, tidings have reached me, whispering of hidden depths within this seemingly innocuous tale. Verily, every sane and true-blooded man of the Empire knows that the Skaven are naught but mere figments of imagination. Yet, perchance, there lies more wisdom to be gleaned from this narrative. Within the Empire we hold fast to numerous traditions and suspicions, a common thread weaving through the fabric of our diverse states. Consider, for instance, the timeless idioms that grace our lips. When night's bell tolls, secrets unfold, or where one rat stands, an army lurks, or never inquire of a dwarf the craft of his pies or the whereabouts of the rats, mayhap these cryptic phrases bear a hidden significance. I, this tale hath taken on diverse incarnations throughout the ages. Of those, the most renowned rendition, and the one we shall delve into today, is the translation from its original Tilian tongue, accomplished by the esteemed Svenric Blackhammer, a dwarf of noble repute, though he did translate to dwarven Kazalid. Take heed, for this fact shall hold significance in due course. But I digress. Attend closely, gather thy cloak about thee, as I now embark upon the recitation of the doom that came to Kavzar. Once a tall and ancient city, stood atop an ancient hill, there within both dwarf and manlings, built that city to their will. Upon the surface lived the manlings. Dwarfs lived in the earth below, and none that dwelt in all of Kavzar, knew of want or knew of woe. All around that fabled city, rich and lush, the fields did grow. And neath the hills that offered shelter, the richest veins of ore did flow, and the streets were paved with silver, and the buildings made of gold, and wise and true were those of Kavzar, hearts of giving, spirits bold, and seeing all the gods had given. The men of Kavzar felt a praise, the men of Kavzar dreamed a temple, for their greater gods to raise, and on this great and godly temple raise a great and godly tower, so all who came to know of Kavzar would know their gods' almighty power. The men of Kavzar were not builders. Dwarf council first they sought. They summoned all their greatest craftsmen, and the finest stone they bought. Carefully they planned their tower, to touch the very skies above, so the gods could see the works of Kavzar and look upon them with their love. Days to weeks and weeks to months, the men of Kavzar laboured still. Soon did spring turn into summer, and summer turned to winter chill, weeks to months and months to years. Still the building was not done, and so the great craftsmen of Kavzar passed their task on to their sons. But now the craftsmen tasted failure, for their tower was so tall, no pulley could be raised atop it, and a climber sure to fall. No way was there to reach the vertex, no way to fit the crowning spire, and all of those who dwelt in Kavzar wept to see their dreams expire. Then came unto that town of sorrow a stranger in a hood and cowl, and as he came the sky grew darker. As he came the wind did howl, but he promised them his magic, 
promised them the spire raised, and all of those who dwelt in Kavzar begged for him to lend his ways. But the stranger first did bargain, bargained for but one demand, that upon the temple's tower a totem of his god might stand. The folk of Kavzar saw no danger, the folk of Kavzar trusted well, and all of those who dwelt in Kavzar gave him leave to work his spells. All and one went to their houses, and at midnight back they crept. Was the stranger's magic greater? Was the stranger's promise kept? They looked and saw atop that steeple. There did swing a screaming bell, and all of those who dwelt in Kavzar knew it rang their own death knell. Once and twice and thrice it rang, four and five and six and seven, eight, nine, ten, and then eleven, twelve dark rings that shook the heavens, then at last it rang thirteen, and with it fell a rain like stones, and all of those who dwelt in Kavzar ran in fear back to their homes. They rose to find the day in darkness, an endless storm above their town. Lightning struck their mighty tower, thunder shook the very ground, and through the storm there came a ringing, thirteen tolls of that dread bell, and all of those who dwelt in Kavzar watched their city turn to hell, days to weeks and weeks to months. The rain poured down and brought the flood. The fields so rich and lush were poisoned. The hills sent down great slides of mud, and the streets no more were silver, and the buildings lost their gold. Pity those who dwelt in Kavzar, hearts despairing, spirits cold. The folk of Kavzar sent out riders, seeking help from far and wide. But if any breached the tempest's shadow, none returned from that dread ride. The men of Kavzar prayed to heaven that their gods might end their pain. But all the folk who dwelt in Kavzar had no reply but endless rain. Down to the under-earth they went. Dwarf and help they came to sue. Dwarf and help they were not given, for the dwarfs did suffer too. Rats had eaten through their food stores. Floods ran through their halls of stone, and so the men who dwelt in Kavzar were left to face their doom alone. Plague and fever came upon them, tainting what was left to eat. Men lay dying in their hundreds, men lay dying in the street. Then the storm sent stones of fire, burning what they did not smash. The manlings wept as all of Kavzar, fell to rubble and to ash. With chaos gods the men now pleaded, and newborn babes were twisted freaks, and old and young as one were blighted, and the strong fell with the weak, and all the while up on the tower thirteen times that bell did peal. Thirteen rings cross all of Kavzar, thirteen rings their doom to seal. Then came the twisted evil skaven, rats as like as men in size, claws as sharp as twice-forged axes, bloody hunger in their eyes, the skaven came on in their thousands, the skaven rushed through all the town, what few who still did live in Kavzar, ran for safety underground, ran into that dwarf stronghold, and saw their ending all too late. The dwarfs had met the skaven also, and had shared the manling's fate. Back to back they stood together. Dwarf and man fought to the last, but none of those who dwelt in Kavzar would live to see that battle past. Tearing, biting, all devouring, the skaven chewed on flesh and bone, and man and dwarf did fall together, their blood spilled o'er the ancient stone. Thirteen tolls rang from the tower, to celebrate that city seized. Now all of those who dwelt in Kavzar were our greatest enemies.
he do well this tale's lessons. Dwarf and man must stand as one, and never trust a stranger's bargain, or all we build may come undone. Drive out chaos, never resting, drive out chaos, large or small, for the doom that came to Kabzar may one day come to claim us all. And that's the end. Quite chilling when put in the correct light. Indeed, it doth stir numerous inquiries. Firstly, where is this Kabzar city? Scholars have long postulated that the ancient Tilian city of Tylos holds the key to this enigma, albeit in a time several millennia past. Myths and legends abound regarding the fate of Tylos, accounts of its submergence beneath the sea, its plundering by the Saltines of Araby or the undead legions of Nehekara, and even its celestial bombardment by falling rocks. Yet amidst this tapestry of tales, a peculiar connection to Kavzar emerges. The original manuscript of this story, originating from the Tilian states, is rooted in a single ancient human stanza known as Thirteen Tolls of the Bell. However, in this original text, neither Kavzar nor the name of any city is explicitly mentioned. Thus the question arises. Whence did Svenrik Blackhammer derive the name Kavzar? Alas, the late Blackhammer cannot provide an answer, yet other documents suggest that Kavzar may have been the dwarven appellation of Tylos. Although the exact location of Tylos remains a matter of scholarly debate, if I get another damn letter from Ernst Hoffenmörter on this topic, I am liable to call a duel. It is believed to have occupied a region betwixt Tilia and the border princes, known as the Blighted Marsh, a place of profound wretchedness by all accounts. Perchance the marsh's desolation bears a connection to the foreboding and ill fate associated with Kavzar. Secondly, what are these rat people? Verily, has the notion that the Skaven are but peculiar variations of beastmen been oft proclaimed? Consider the vast beastmen attack on Nuln a few years ago. Yet those who hath endured the ravages of a beastman raid shall attest that the method of cloaked and concealed figures is not their customary approach. Should they indeed be counted among the ranks of beastmen, why dost the search for scholarly treatises on the topic or anatomical dissections of this rat-like kind prove fruitless? Such dissections of other beastmen are commonplace, particularly by the magisters of the Order of Shadows. But for these specific rat-like variations, knowledge remains stubbornly elusive. And should they prove to be distinct from beast-men, an altogether dissimilar and better organized entity, then what manner of beings are they? How can we fathom the means to confront this dire threat if we remain ignorant of its very essence? Our stalwart dwarven allies, renowned for their longevity and mastery in the realm of documentation, ought to possess profound insights regarding the rat-men. Even in this very evening we have explored that they clearly have extensive insight into the history of this story, and yet they are never called upon for their knowledge in this regard. That is the end of the discussion for this evening. I thank you for your attendance, as always. I leave you with this final thought as a parting gift. Next time you find thyself alone within the confines of your home, and you see movement in the shadows, unbidden. Or you roused from slumber by the sound of scratching in the night. Consider this to yourself. Who made it a taboo to ask dwarfs about the rats?